great future. We're talking real money. Well, it's that time again. What time, you ask? It's talking real money time. I'm Don McDonald, sans Tom today. He's uh, doing some other stuff, working, working, making money, making a living. Uh, today, I want to get to a lot of questions. We have a ton of written questions that come in. We get more written questions than any other kind. I don't know why, but we do. I guess it's because you're a little shy. Uh, but you you can call questions into us 24-7 at 855-935-TALK. And, and that's kind of fun because then we get your voice. If you have a mic, a decent mic on your computer, then go to TalkingRealMoney.com. Go to the contact form as if you were going to type a question in. And then just hit the record button and speak it. Don't worry about if you mess up, don't worry about it. I'll fix you up. I'll edit you up. I'll make you sound brilliant. So uh, that's the way you ask questions, or you can, as most people do, type them in. Before I get to those, I just hit my water. Before I get to those, though, something that we really haven't addressed much that I think needs to be covered more often, and that is investing for beginners. We talk a lot about high wealth people, you know, people with hundreds of thousands or even millions of dollars. But what about somebody in their 20s or teens who has a job, has a source of income, wants to save it for the long haul, long haul, and yet you know, doesn't have the $1,000 minimum that it takes to get into a lot of these products? It's important that you make this habitual when you're investing. It needs to become a habit. It needs to be initially forced, which is one of the reasons why Tom and I like Acorns. Now, we don't get compensated by any of these companies that we suggest. The only company we get compensated by is our own. That's it. So Acorns is a rounding service, and you can get into some pretty decent, well-diversified ETFs through them, and it it's it's just easy. You just sign up with your checking account, credit cards, and they round up and put money in your account. And before you know it, you can have $1,000 or more. It's a great service. You don't have to think about it. Another way to do it, though, is to invest with one of the companies we talk about in their mutual funds or ETFs. On TalkingRealMoney.com, we have three three fund ideas for you. Three funds from Fidelity, three funds from Vanguard, three funds from Schwab. Fidelity just happens to have a wonderful program. Not only that, but they have some of the cheapest index funds now. They have a wonderful program for people who want to get started as long as they make regular investments. If you're willing to commit to making a regular $50 a month or $25 a month or $100 a month investment into your mutual funds, they're going to waive minimums and you can get started right away with some really excellent index funds that you'll find at TalkingRealMoney.com. Just look for the three funds from three families. I'm also going to put a link in that same piece to Fidelity's regular investing website so you can sign up for that because it makes it easy it makes it automatic it makes it it makes it an afterthought as a matter of fact it's it's like paying your bills automatically they just get paid 
You don't worry. They just get paid. And you got to make sure you still have money in your account for the uh, for the periodic withdrawals. But if you're a decent money manager, this just takes the onus off you and makes it happen automatically. And we can't say this enough. If you start early, you will. If you start early and invest often, you're going to be well off. You're going to be incredibly financially secure in retirement. And that is the big goal. That's everybody's big goal is putting enough money away for retirement. So uh, go to TalkingRealMoney.com, take a look at that three funds from three families thing, and I'll have a link to the Fidelity Automatic Investment Program where you can just avoid the minimums. It's great for uh, for younger people who just have a little every month that they'd like to put away. So check that out. Now we're going to take some of these questions that have just piled up lately. Uh, it's probably 20 of them, 15 maybe, yeah, 15. So let's get to them. These were sent in to TalkingRealMoney.com on the contact form. Again, remember, you can call 855-935-TALK if you have a question. Leave it there. Here's the subject. Vestory and Appella Capital. Hello, Don and Tom. I realize that Vestory is a team of people, not just two podcasters. With that said, I've been following slash listening to you too, along with Paul Merriman for years. You all have provided me with invaluable advice slash information that has allowed me to succeed as a DIYer. At some point, I may hire someone to manage my finances in my later years, and Vestry is at the top of my list due to all you two have done for me. Thanks. I was wondering if you could address your association with Appella Capital along with the succession plan that uh, at Vestry when you two finally fully retire from managing money for others. Again, thanks for all the wonderful advice you have provided over the years. Well, yeah, we, we merged with a company called Appella Capital. They're based in Connecticut. Uh, they did not have a big West Coast presence until us and now they have san francisco and us which by the way our seattle office our bellevue office is managing the western part of the united states so it's still there vestries there we're just a part of appella capital we merged with appella capital after incredible due diligence we have been talking we have been approached over the years by a number of firms because well they like what we do they like the way we work they like the the transparency. They like the show. They like the podcast. And so we had our pick of all these firms with whom we could associate. And Appella Capital just kept floating back to the top. This was a three-plus-year process. Wasn't It wasn't something we entered into lightly. And the reason we did it was a succession plan. Because we know now... We are part of a much bigger entity that manages well over a billion dollars and getting bigger because they're acquiring other firms. So we knew this would give us a a succession plan with someone who shared our belief system. And believe me, we've met with them enough. We know they share our belief system. We like working with them and uh, they're a good bunch of people. And Tom and I are going to be here active investory and appella for at least the next three years maybe longer 
which takes me to almost 70 years old. And then after that, who knows? I'll probably keep my, uh, my toe in the water because I can't imagine actually retiring. So, yeah, we're going to be here. We're going to be here for a long time, which is one of the reasons why we did this. Because a, a, a smaller single market firm has a more difficult time, we believe, with succession with uh, making sure you're covered because it, managing money is is a multi-generational job we believe that we have to not just manage it for you but for your heirs and your heirs heirs even we got to be there for you somebody needs to be there that you can trust so that's what we're doing thanks for the question again these are questions sent in at talkingrealmoney.com and typed in you can record questions though at TalkingRealMoney.com just by hitting the microphone button. If you have a good mic, it's a great way to do it. Here's the subject. When is it not necessary to rebalance a portfolio? My wife and I are both 70. We have maintained a 50-50 portfolio over the years with fixed income in our qualified accounts and low-cost equity funds in our regular accounts. We are fortunate to have enough in our qualified accounts to live off of once RMDs begin, so we'll probably not have to sell equities from our regular accounts for income. Right now, with the recent market highs, our portfolio has drifted to 60% stocks and 40% fixed income. I'm wondering if it makes sense to just let the equity portion grow and not rebalance and incur tax liability. If volatility would not be such an issue going forward with our reliance on fixed income and understanding that rebalancing really doesn't improve return. Your thoughts, please, about whether this might be a situation where rebalancing is not necessarily advised. Long time following you both. Many thanks. Rebalancing is just good discipline. There are ways around it, but this is more like a little bit of market timing, probably, because fixed income securities aren't paying much. You're trying to avoid a tax liability, which is going to be minimal because you're Equity funds, most of what you, well, everything you take out is going to be uh, when you're selling at a long-term capital gains rate. So it's going to be lower. So I would rebalance. However, if you are still contributing to these accounts, you didn't say if you were retired yet, but if you're still contributing a little from work, over-contribute to the fixed income to try to get back to balance. But uh, volatility is always going to be an issue going forward. Always. And you need to take it into account because a 60-40 portfolio is quite a bit more volatile or has been historically quite a bit more volatile than a 50-50 portfolio. And generally, as we get closer to retiring and living off our money, we want to become more conservative, not less. And you're moving into less conservative. So that would concern me. I, I would still rebalance. You, you can't let the tax tail wag the sensible investing dog, so to speak. Uh, again, send us questions. Call them in at 855-935-TALK or type them in at TalkingRealMoney.com. Here's a subject for you. Stock certificates. No broker. A friend and I were having a discussion about stocks. She has stocks inherited from a relative. It was Sears, but when that broke up, it was other companies. She has some paper certificates, but does not have a broker. 
She would need a broker to sell them, correct? Where exactly are these stocks living electronically? There is a stock depository where these live. And there are very good records, but yes, to sell them, you're going to need a broker because the broker has to have the connections with the exchanges on which these will sell. So you need a broker. Your best bet is just get a a low-cost discount broker. Go to Schwab or, or Fidelity or any of these and have those shares deposited into your account, into the account, um, the paper certificates. Then electronically, they live on this this uh, international depository. But we don't believe inter- uh, that individual stocks are something that most investors should have anyway. And Sears, I'd take what I could get now before the, uh, there's nothing left to get, whatever's left of the darn thing. So I'd get it into a broker and I'd get rid of it. I, I just I don't, I don't believe in owning individual stocks to begin with. And paper certificates can get destroyed and then it becomes a real pain to replace them. Get them into a broker, get them sold, get them diversified. You know, if you go to Schwab, use our Schwab three funds at talkingrealmoney.com. If you go to Fidelity, use the Fidelity three funds and, um, and get, them, get them gone. Get them gone. Let's do one more question before we call it a podcast for today. Subject, which fund? Hello, I'm 42 years old. Never invested before, but not very risk averse. I do not have a retirement account at all. I listen to your podcast and I appreciate the sobering advice. I know that you've recommended VTWSX, but it says it's closed to new investors. That's because it's been replaced by VTWAX, Vanguard Total World Stock Index. Uh, Oh, no, wait, the VTWSX is, no, that's the world, yeah. Uh, Use VTWAX. I think it's fine. Um, And I would use a Roth. Absolutely. You're 42 years old. You're ready. You say you're ready to focus on retirement. Uh, You you set up a Roth account with Vanguard. You put the money into VTWAX or VT. Just that. You go in with the understanding that there will be times when these securities are going to take a beating. They could drop by as much as 50% they have in the past. And for you, that's good news. The sooner and the farther the market falls, the better for you. Because over the next 25 years, you are going to be adding money regularly. You need to make sure you do that. Add it regularly. You can do this at Vanguard. You can do it at Fidelity. You can do it at Schwab. Again, go back to our website, TalkingRealMoney.com, and look at our three funds from three families, and you can do it with any of those groups. Go take our uh, risk quiz just to make sure, but my guess is you could use a, a Fidelity Total International along with the Total Stock Index. Same thing with Schwab, or just use the VTWAX, the Vanguard Total World Stock Index, or VT, the ETF version of it, at Vanguard directly or with a brokerage firm, but do it in a Roth. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for all the great questions. If you have some, please send them in to talkingrealmoney.com. Type them in there or, or it's really, really easy to call them in. Just call us at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255, or speak your question in online at talkingrealmoney.com. 
And if you have a really complicated question, like really complicated, or you want somebody to help you figure out what your portfolio is all about, you got all these pieces everywhere. We call that a hodgepodge portfolio. Or you're looking for a second opinion. Somebody's told you to do this, but you're not sure. And it's a little involved and you want to get into the particulars of the different things suggested. Set up an appointment with one of our advisors. You don't have to fear doing it with our advisors because they're told not to try and sell you anything. And there's no cost, no obligation. Yes, we would love it if you became a client. That would be awesome, but you don't have to, and we will still help you. So here's how you do it. Go to Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Scroll down to the bottom of the page, set up an appointment will make somebody appear at your appointment. Or call 800-386-3004 and talk to somebody. But the easiest way is just to go online. Go to vestry.com, set up an appointment. It's really, really simple. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. Now, if you would, please, do us a huge favor and tell others about it. Put it on your Facebook page. Tweet about the show. Or... If you really like it, leave a, a review at Apple Podcasts. You notice I said if you really like it. I don't want any more of those bad reviews. We've gotten like two of those. I don't like those. I like the good ones. So, uh, yeah, and visit us at TalkingRealMoney.com. Thanks so, so much for being there. Take good care of yourselves. I'm Don McDonald, just hanging out, talking real money. Talking real money. That the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?